And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at PositiveHead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods, and as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website, but besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Beecham. I've got my co-host, Dalian, here with me. What's going on, Dalian? How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great, Brandon. Um, Almost 200 episodes. Almost 200 Time flies. That is incredible to imagine. It doesn't seem... It's only been a little over a year since we started, and I, I guess know, huh? doing five a week catches adds up pretty quickly, huh? Yep, it's uh, hard to believe. Yeah, it doesn't feel it's it, it doesn't really feel like it's been a year. You know, we only started the dailies uh, back in October, 
yeah. of last year. So it's only been what, like roughly like nine months yeah, or going on nine months. But uh, I, yeah. Cause the first few months it was just an interview once a week. I was joking uh, to you the other day that, uh, and someone told me this years ago that things that take nine months are like a pregnancy and uh-huh. sometimes things take, you know, they won't take a full year, but they'll take, you know, the, what, uh, three trimesters. Yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, we've given birth to something here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our little exactly. podcast baby. Our little podcast baby. Yeah. It's, uh, I was talking to someone the other day who, uh, you know, I had met kind of through business a, a couple years ago or, you know, kind of our, our companies interacted with each other. And then I met them face to face and was talking a little bit in, in his, you know, about the podcast and he went and checked him out. And um, his uh, comment was, wow, almost 200 episodes. You've got quite the work ethic. And I got, it made me think about it. It's like, it, it's definitely a testament to, uh, you know, something that you love not seeming as much like work. Now, I'm not going to say it's not work or it doesn't take effort or any of those things, but it's such a labor of love. It is, uh, it's not like having done 200, um, you know, painting 200 houses. <laughs> it's a, it's a labor of love. And obviously those are not good comparisons and time and energy that it takes, but it, um, yeah, it doesn't seem like as much as it is because every time we're doing this, uh, you know, we're so tuned in, tapped in, turned on, you know, excited uh, about what like Abraham says. Yeah. So it is, uh, just a testament to the whole idea of do something that you love and you never work a day in your life. Uh, it, it's, it's a labor of love and we appreciate you guys supporting and we continue to, to grow week over week and expand and, you know, reach more people. And that feels really good. That definitely keeps me fueled. And of course, the way that you guys can help do that is through reviewing us on iTunes, uh, sharing with your family and friends, anyone you think that would benefit from the message that we're bringing uh, and putting out there, helping us to spread the positivity. Uh, it's, it's your own <laughs> it's your own way of contributing to the cause and we appreciate cuz a lot of you are doing that and so thank you guys so much for uh being here. Exactly, yeah. Thank you for doing exactly what you just said cuz uh, you've been spreading the good word about the podcast. And continue to send in questions as well, please. We love getting questions from you guys and addressing those. They really help to give us a direction on some of the episodes and it's sort of like, "Oh, here's something that is gestating out there among the listeners and let's run with it and it oftentimes will kind of parlay into a whole episode and we really like that because then it's like we co-created the episode with a listener so uh thank you guys that are writing in and you who haven't pick up a keyboard (laughs) near you or you can call us there's a phone number too and you can leave a uh, question you'll see it on the podcast page on positivehead.com you can leave a voicemail uh let's see we did get, speaking of people writing in, we got a really cool uh, email last night, Alien. said, Dear Brandon and the Alien, thank you. Your podcast has turned out to be all I hope for and more. I searched on iTunes for positive mental attitude for some inspiration to keep my cheer high and stress level low as I take on my senior year of college. From this search, I found Positive Head and didn't realize for a few episodes that we we're going to un to get unconservative and unopen-minded to this beautiful level. The past two weeks, I've been listening to recent episodes here and there. Finally having a quiet house to myself yesterday, I started playing some older episodes. During the episode discussing 666 and how our mind perceives it to be something already labeled bad makes it so, my dog cried to go out. I paused the podcast, got his leash on, and out we went. 
The first car we see parked on the side of the road had 666 in its license plate, which made me laugh out loud. When we returned from the walk, I hit play and got back to my math homework and my answer had 666 in it. Still playing the episode, I opened up mail on the table and the VA notified me that I'd be receiving $666 for new books. (laughs) Amazing. Discovering that there's a name for this, synchronicity, had, had already made my day. I experienced a lot of those when I was in fourth to eighth grade, but never knew how to properly describe them to people. The occurrences were special, but not always meaningful beyond, oh, cool, it happened again, and making me smile and ponder all day. So relieved that there's a title to this, seriously, and that someone else gets to experience the joy of connections even when it's just for fun keep on being awesome and know that your work is appreciated cheers brianne very cool message uh to basically what she's saying here is she was learning what synchronicity was or the definition that day and then of course it happened uh many times in a row there and i would say uh, first off it's awesome this is something we love to feature on the show of course and talk about and thank you for for writing in and sharing brianne uh you know, the thing is, it's, you're right. Sometimes it is just for fun. It's just showing the connections of all things. And I would say other times it's actually showing you sort of a confirmation of something. Uh, In this case, I would say it's kind of confirming what we were talking about in the podcast. You're giving something meaning of being good or bad and sort of kind of reaffirming that, yes, not only is synchronicity a real thing, let's reaffirm what the message is in this particular episode. In this case, just saying, you know, these labels that we give things. And so uh, I, I I encourage people to look at them that way. What is the message of the synchronicity? And, and not always a big message, sometimes just, you know, the quantum entanglement of all things, right? But uh, when, you, when it continues like that and there's multiple layers, it's, I would say, definitely uh, – sort of like an exclamation point to what that episode was trying to get across the point that it was trying to get across, uh, to you, Brian. So very, very yeah. cool. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I had a little bit of a number related synchronicity on Friday that made me chuckle. Uh, I had bought myself a pack of snacks, just a small pack of peanuts. Right. Mm-hmm. And Friday was just this past Friday was June 17th. Mm-hmm. So I've just absentmindedly look at my pack of peanuts. Uh, the expiration date was January 17th of next year. So it was 17 January 17. Mm. So Mm-mm-mm. I was like, Oh, funny that I should be looking at this today. Yeah. That's funny. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, moving right along, uh, Dalian, do you have a mysterious story of the day? Indeed, I have a story suitable for Mysterious Mondays. Mysterious Mondays, I like. (laughs) I I went with the first thing that was mysterious that I could find. Since lately, I've been actually talking about a few uh, things that are uh, various shades of, you know, earthly, mundane, and or positive, but not so, so, you know, out there, right? Right, right. So, you know, just to get uh, out there again on you. Yeah, Mysterious Mondays was just something that we uh, jokingly threw out. Didn't necessarily, you know, intend for it to be a thing, but, you know. Why not? Every every Monday, you know, once in a while, I'll bring it back. So, well, what this was, apparently, it's an article I found on EWAO, Brandon. Uh-huh. But I guess there was a recent episode of Coast to Coast AM. Ah. The, uh, yeah, seminal radio program now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's sort, sort of a pioneer for this, uh, yeah, you know, you discussion of these Coast things. Coast AM has been around forever probably 20 years or something and it's uh, the biggest it was at one time i'm not sure if it still is the the biggest uh 
show on the AM dial, and it, they talk about all things mysterious, a lot of UFO stuff, a lot of you know weirdness on Coast to Coast, and it comes on late night. So I encourage you guys to check it out. It's really cool. Yeah, the the hosts of that program, George Newry and Art Bell, have sort of become yeah known in, in these circles. They've interviewed a lot of people. Uh, yeah, along these they lines. talked about a lot of late night weirdness. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so recently, they talked about someone that I think we've mentioned as well, David Wilcock. Ah, yeah. And, uh, yes. I um, I kept, kept getting his name mixed up with someone else, actually, Brandon, so I just looked him up real quick, but I didn't realize that David, uh, among other things, is uh, well-known now for uh, claiming to be the reincarnation of Edgar yeah, Casey. Yeah, exactly. So. There's, I think someone wrote a book about it, and he does, if you hold a picture of the two of them side by side, they look almost identical. It is pretty, pretty strange. Well, uh, I'd, I'd say you'd have to take uh, his claims, you know, with, uh, you'd have to uh, give them some credence because I would argue Edgar Casey is one of the heavyweights of um, psychics or mediumship. Yeah, he's by many considered the most, you know, renowned, famous psychic. He died, I think, in the 30s. He used to go into a trance-like state and he would diagnose people of all kinds of illness. You know, he was like, like a school dropout. He was not educated at all in medicine or anything, but he would go into trance state and diagnose, not only just diagnosing people and healing a lot of people with his, you know, um, prescriptions essentially, but uh, also he wrote, I mean, there's actually where I'm from, Virginia originally, Virginia Beach area, there's a Edgar Casey Museum and he wrote, they basically recorded all his trance states over, I don't know, 10, 15 years, 20 years. And so there's just volumes all about Atlantis and Lemuria and the future and just uh, he, all kinds of stuff he would access in this altered state. Very interesting uh, individual. Indeed. And uh, I think we've only briefly mentioned Edgar Casey before. I think I know we have, but uh, we've never really delved into that. Maybe we will at some point. It'll sort of happen naturally. But we started getting, I'm afraid, in a bit of a, a tangent there. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will. Yeah, I can I can use one thing you said to uh, draw the connection, which is the fact that uh, this article in particular was David Wilcock talking on, on Coast to Coast about uh, inner earth civilizations or civilizations that live underground right mm-hmm. and oh, yeah yeah when i saw that when i saw this headline it's one of the things that captured my fancy uh because um it's you know of all the mysterious things that exist here on planet earth this is one of the ones that i've heard before that are for sure fascinating just uh crazy wild the idea that you know there are and one of the things that are that i hear very often is that the people who live uh in the hollow earth supposedly mm-hmm. are giants right right so um i don't think there's any mention of how tall these people are in the article but there is a mention david uh, apparently brought it up that uh perhaps uh, a portion of them are um atlanteans mm-hmm. essentially that or or people who came from the civilization who um, most recently you had a podcast guest oh i can't remember right now but this person was telling you all about uh, or giving you a gist of what had happened in Atlantis, which oh, was, was fascinating. Was it Jason Quit? It must have been Jason Quit. Yes. Now that I was just trying to think exactly. The, so the astral traveler who, who, yeah. who would visit different times and places uh, on the astral realm. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the things he said is that Atlantis det- destroyed itself uh, by mishandling their high technology and. 
in 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 a, in a nutshell, you could say. Yeah. So uh, if this is true, then uh, essentially what's happened is that some of these civilizations, like the Atlanteans, were driven underground or decided to sort of go underground to you know survive their respective cataclysms, whatever you know mm-hmm. conditions were adverse, right, for them. So and because they had the technology, they went down there. The article mentions that uh, even really, I guess, from the formation of the Earth, there were there have been pockets of um, just hollowed out spaces that are much larger than we realize right uh and of course we know that there are vast underground cavern systems right but um apparently there's a lot more space down there so there's everything from that to um bacteria that produce natural light and things like this right Right, so yeah so supposedly down there mm -hmm. yeah so um because we got a little bit of a, on a tangent, I'm going to try and wrap it up real quick, but it's fascinating. The article talks about David explaining how these civilizations may soon reveal themselves. And mm. part of the reason why is that we've found them. Our military industrial complex has found them digging, you know, mm. doing their like deep drills and, mm-hmm, and things like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, they haven't admitted to anything, but they've eventually they eventually came into conflict with these civilizations, mm. or perhaps there's a bit of a military concern that they need to be somehow neutralized. So these civilizations are apparently trying to respond mm-hmm. in a way to protect themselves. And they've got uh, friendships, you could say, mm-hmm. the article explains, Brandon, with alien civilizations from outside our planet mm-hmm. who have advised them to come forth. To, <laughs> this is yeah. definitely a mysterious story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I, I know a little bit on this subject because I find it fascinating and uh, have researched it. There's actually David Wilcock does a show on Gaia uh, TV oh, was uh, called Cosmic that. Disclosure, where he talks all Very about cool. this with a, with a guy named Corey Good, and there's just so much weirdness in Cosmic Disclosure. You know, uh, all about inner Earth, all about you know the secret space program. I mean, he gets David Wilcock gets pretty far out there. I don't claim for you know, to know whether any of it is or isn't true, but I'm certainly open, and I find it fascinating. If anything, it makes for really fascinating stories. But yeah, I, I've actually I'm familiar with this topic, having watched some of those and they even talk about there being multiple types of uh civilizations underground and uh you know advanced ones different like you know reptoid type creature all kinds of stuff i mean so if you guys want to dig into some weirdness go check out cosmic disclosure on gaia <laughs> gaia.tv uh, you can join i think they even it's like a, a really cool uh network of different spiritual programming and you know and also mysterious kind of weird uh out there stuff like this that we always love to talk about once again we don't claim it, this is or isn't true but it is just fascinating to look into and uh yeah just kind of explore because i do believe fiction uh or uh reality is stranger than fiction (laughs) and we'll continue to see that and i do believe there will be a lot of things that come out that we were unaware of that are really going on that will uh sort of melt the current consensus of reality and who knows this could be one there's a guy named admiral bird um I want to say late 1800s who went to Antarctica and claims to have went into the inner earth and met all these ancient civilizations, <coughs> these different race of beings. And there was all kinds of different life in there and, and so forth. So a lot of, a lot of talk about that sort of thing. So uh, cool story. Thank you for sharing Dalian. Uh, moving right along. I would like to uh, get into the positive pondering breakdown of the day. And I have a quote here. Not sure. There's a few different people out there who are credited with it. So not sure who said it originally, but it is short and powerful and true. The quote is hurt people, hurt people. And I definitely 
can relate to this quote uh, firsthand from my own experience as someone who has always had sort of a way with words and has also been uh, quite fiery. Uh, this is something that I've definitely worked on myself, getting upset with those that I'm closest to, that I love, that I care about, and lashing out verbally. In my, in my case, that's something that I've really been working on in my own life you know, for, for quite some time, and I've gotten so much better at it, but it's uh, and, and it made such improvements, but still work to go, you know, a ways to go. And I, if so many times there's fights and arguments and people aren't really understanding what's being said. They're hearing what's being said, but that's just sort of the, uh, the effect, not the cause. That's sort of the external um, way the person is venting their, their own pain. And if you can start practicing listening beyond what's being said to what that person is feeling and where it's coming from, you're going to find they're lashing out because they're hurt. And, uh, you know, it makes me think of a video I saw not too long ago where it was, it was people sitting at a dinner table and like really they, they would say something and then it would say, well, and what, so, and what I'm really trying to say is this, 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 and this, and it would get to the underlying meaning of the statement. And that really is something that, and it's, it's kind of a comedic video, but very enlightening and as well, uh, because it, it shows that underneath what's being said, if someone is lashing out at you instead of lashing back or, you know, being angry angry back or hurting back, try, try instead to say, wow, this person is doing this because they're hurt. And what, what is the cause of that hurt? How do I get to the, uh, the root of this, um, sort of outburst that's happening? And if you could do that, you're going to start seeing them in a different light and you're going to understand that, uh, hurt people, hurt people. And, uh, if you can help to heal someone's pain with understanding and expanding your consciousness and awareness of the, the true root of what's going on, you're, you're leveling up. You're taking your self-growth to another level. You're taking your interactions with how you deal with others to another level. Let's stop just looking at the surface of what's being said. Let's start going deeper. Let's, you know, with our own hurt, let's stop sort of just throwing out things to hurt people back. Instead, let's Go and be authentic and tell them, here's what's really going on. Here's why you've hurt me. I'm not going to lash out in some superficial way to try and hurt your feelings back. Let me be instead be really authentic with how I'm feeling and why it hurts me. Be vulnerable. Be willing to be vulnerable. Uh, it's such a powerful tool. It's such a powerful way to live. It's something that I try and practice. Even with this show, I'm trying more and more. Be vulnerable. Put it out there. Expose yourself. Show people that you don't have it all figured out, that you are vulnerable, that you you are trying to grow. All these things are so powerful and they're such a sign of self-growth. And uh, so I just wanted to uh, kind of draw attention to this. And one of the things that is also very powerful that sort of goes with this is the Hawaiian practice of reconciliation and forgiveness. It's an ancient Hawaiian practice. And it is stating to whoever you have hurt, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. This energetically is so powerful. Instead of hurting, look at yourself, reflect back on yourself, go to that person, get to the root of what's really going on. Don't let's this surface level stuff where we're protecting ourselves and hiding our, what we're really feeling behind anger. Let's stop. <laughs> let's get, get vulnerable. Let's get honest. 
when you look at yourself first and foremost, go to the person, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and watch how powerful energetically this can be. It's a daily conscious effort to do all this. You're not going to get it right the first time. I certainly still get it wrong. But here I am again, trying again and trying to share this journey that is rings so true to my own growth, not hurting people that are closest to me and dearest to me and getting vulnerable and real with what I'm really feeling and being willing to admit where I'm wrong and to ask for forgiveness and express how much I love someone or that I'm, uh, I'm sorry and thanking them for continuing to uh to try and grow uh alongside me yeah hurt people hurt people huh (laughs) it's uh it's definitely uh simple yet profound and uh i suppose it's profound if you understand the mechanics of why this should be the case you know how how we project you know why we do what we do it's hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes when they've triggered you right because there's that dynamic of the other person somehow doing things that you perceive as being hurtful right right and you know for for you to remember in that instant that it's it's not really them yeah. that it's not it's not really about them and you that it's not a personal thing i try and remember the uh four agreements mm. from don miguel reese and and i think that that's really the one about you know not taking things personally yeah is realizing that even when people are sort of making something personal and about you, they still really aren't. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but I can attempt to explain. I think it's really them projecting. So they think that they're making something about you, but it's 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 that thing that you've heard recently how um they say if you're whenever you're judging someone else, you're really judging yourself. Yeah. Or, you know, what you what you say about others is really you're speaking about yourself, right? Right. Right. So I think that really is sort of that same dynamic where you're um People aren't like you say they are. You're like you say they are. Yeah, and and you're exposing a major blind spot in Mm. in a sense, uh, a major blind spot that's also hurt. So there's a combination of not being able to see it really for truly what it is, unless you you know step back you know far enough. It's always this mirror. It's always this reflection. It's always a mirror. It's always a reflection. And if we can go into the situation, understanding that and bringing that awareness to these painful interactions we have with those closest to us and and strive to get to the root of the problem and just shove all the surface level bs out of the way now we're really making some progress in our own growth and um and helping others along the way being leading by example right and being vulnerable and real is a big big part of that and being willing to admit when you're wrong look at yourself way more than them let them deal with their own maybe they have done something wrong that's not really your concern as much as what you're doing and have done and could do different and better and more authentic well dalian getting down to it for today uh, we do have some songs, musics queued up for the listeners. <laughs> Tunes. They, some, they definitely have notes. Yes, they do. Uh, this is a track called uh, Return to Vertuni from an artist, MGE. So I'm assuming you pronounce it MGE. Maybe it's Mage. Hmm. Without the A. Anyway, the song's great, and we hope you all enjoy it. Much love, everyone.
Thank you.